Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Someday we're going to just dramatically change up that intro. Because I think How? after 235 episodes... Boy, have you lost your mind because I'll help you find it. How would you change it? It's golden. Uh-huh. I have no idea, but I'm going to throw something at you. Something different. Different. Hey, housekeeping odds and ends before we get uh, rocking and rolling with our first question today. Our only question today on this podcast. Because we do one guess, question. We do one question. Said, yeah. If you haven't yet checked out our hours. YouTube channel, check that out. Uh, you know, you've been listening to this. We get all these voice memos. Love the show. Binged all the shows. Yada, yada. Check out the YouTube. I really think you'll enjoy it. Uh, we've got some other special features on there that we're doing just on YouTube uh, that I think you should check out. So that's it. That's all I got for the YouTube. Insta, still rocking and rolling with the Insta. DIY.money, right? We are rocking and rolling. Rocking and rolling. And then the tribe, the DIY tribe on Facebook slash motivational encouragement. What are you guys talking group. about lately? Um, it's basically me just ranting about, you know, taking hits and challenges in life and then bouncing back and just you know how to get through it it's so one big rocky movie actually i put up a rocky uh video the other day which one well the, the only one the 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 only clip that matters when he's the giving russian the ins- training no when he's giving the inspirational speech to his son you got to be willing to take the hits and know what you're worth go out and get what you're worth the chicken was better huh oh and he's chasing the chicken I feel like a kentucky fried idiot way better you know, my, yeah, anyway, let's let's get off the Rocky. Come on, focus. All right, we've got a question today from Brandon. Brandon, what do you got? D-I-Y! Hello, men. My name is Brandon Roberts, and I'm from Gilbert, Arizona. With the value of Bitcoin reaching an all-time high recently, my question is about cryptocurrency. I use an app called Coinbase that lets you earn cryptocurrency by learning about different forms of crypto. It also lets you track how different tokens are doing and exchange and store them in the app. Most of the information I've gotten on the subject comes from resources that want you to use their product. I know that a good rule of thumb is only to invest what you're willing to lose, but I was wondering what your thoughts were on cryptocurrency given your background in finances. Is it wise in your opinion to buy cryptocurrency at all? If you can give your opinion on more traditional tokens like Bitcoin or Ethereum, as well as stable coins such as DAI and USD coin, that would be fantastic. Could this be the future of money, or is it too soon to tell? Wow. Okay, there's so many areas to address on this on this uh, question. First of all, he didn't say gentlemen. He said men, not gentlemen. Men. We are men. Very informal. Ugh. All right. First of all, if you are listening to this. And you're wondering, wait a second, Bitcoin is not at an all-time high. This question was back in <laughs> December, and it's come down considerably. And actually, I remember getting Brandon's question, and yeah. I was, and it was, it was around the time that I was getting a lot of other emails and questions about it. And I thought, to, I literally thought to myself, just give it some time, and <laughs> this whole thing will kind of die off a little bit. And that's what's happened. Uh, I didn't capitalize on that at all, but nonetheless. Uh, crypto or Bitcoin, sorry, has has come down considerably. I guess all crypto pretty much has come down considerably um, in price. I could probably spend an hour 
just relaying thoughts of Bitcoin and so forth. I obviously will not do that. We have about 15 minutes, so I'm going to kind of kind of narrow in on some bullet points. Daniel has a great angle in which he approaches the investment side of Bitcoin amongst his overall portfolio, which mm-hmm. I like quite a bit. I'll let him touch on that. I'm going to give you the guttural response that you'll hear from almost everyone who truly doesn't really understand crypto, Bitcoin, Ethereum, etc. And it is as follows. And if you read headlines, you'll hear this. Well, I'm not really interested in the Bitcoin or the Ethereum as much as I am the blockchain. I think the blockchain technology could be very transformational and blah, 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 blah. And they bunt on the question, which they don't really understand the currency or the crypto aspect. And they talk about blockchain, which I'm here to tell you, most of which they don't understand either. I actually use that a lot. I actually say that same thing. And I'm going to share with you how I understand it, okay? Right or wrong, and I know I've got some friends out there that are going to be watching this on YouTube or listening to this and going, Quint, you were right on this, you were off on this, and they're much smarter than I. Maybe we'll bring them in sometime in regards to this subject matter. However, here's how I understand it. Traditional uh, buy and sell agreements or transactions, all right, are held basically on ledgers or charts of, um, for lack of a better explanation, people who are writing down, oh, I bought this from Daniel. I sold this uh, to Daniel. Whether it's my real estate port, uh, home, right? You have closing mm-hmm. documents, et cetera. Or I'm, I'm you know, sending him uh, some money or I'm, I'm paying him something through my bank. It could be electronic um, or it could literally be a ledger system, meaning I'm writing it down, Okay. That's how traditional finance is done. That's how traditional transactions are handled. Here's my understanding of the blockchain, for lack of a better term. The blockchain is an extremely encrypted ledger that records transactions. And is decentralized? Yes, is owned by no one. So I'm going to break down the funky terms, too. Is owned really by no one. So no one can manipulate or control it. That's kind of getting into the currency aspect of things, but it's owned by no one. It's incredibly secure. I don't quite know how you would go back. Like, hey, did you really pay me for that? Oh, well, let's go to the blockchain. Where's the blockchain? How do we find the blockchain? How do you find that transaction? It's in the cloud. It's in the cloud, but you have some kind of code. or I mean, I don't know. I don't know how that's all going to work, practically speaking. We're not programmers. But ideally, that's the blockchain. Now... Here's a couple of other things that I understand. Bitcoin is trying to become a currency that is exchanged. Many people go, Quint, it's already a currency. I get it, okay? But I mean a predominant currency that like you, me, Daniel, Jordan, whomever, my mother, could go to Kroger and, and pay for groceries in Bitcoin. I don't ever see that happening. I'm sorry. I know I'm going to take a lot of flack for this. I don't ever see that happening. And you know why I don't see it happening? Because if that transpires, that is going to take significant demand away from the U.S. dollar. And I got a newsflash for all you DIY listeners out there. One of the reasons this whole sort of economy is working, fugazi, fugazi, right, is because we have this belief in our United States dollar as a currency. Even though it's backed by nothing, it basically is printed out of thin air. And it pretty much is, you know, worthless when it comes to tangible value. It's literally a piece of paper. But we pay IRS taxes in currency. Therefore, almost everybody, unless you're a pro athlete, 
and you desire to do this, you are paid in U.S. dollars. So there's an inherent supply and demand. If that goes away, we have big economic problems in the United States. I mean, cataclysmic. Now, there's a lot of people out there that would say, well, we deserve to have that, and that's why Bitcoin's there to save the day. Hmm, not so sure I agree with that. But the point I'm trying to make is, that is how I understand Bitcoin. It is trying to become a currency. It's on the blockchain. Transactions are, are handled on the blockchain. And it's trying to become a traditional currency to buy and sell goods. Okay? Here's how I understand Ethereum. Ethereum is like the worldwide web for blockchain. So if you are a company trying to do business utilizing blockchain, more than likely you're utilizing Ethereum as the platform. I could be way off in this. I'm, t- I'm telling you. I'm just telling you how I understand it. So the difference in the World Wide Web, when I put a website up and I, I send somebody to our website, etc., I don't pay anything to the World Wide Web. The World Wide Web is free. It's this, it's this you know, whatever thing that you uh, place, you know, you, you, you rent server space. Don't get me wrong. But when somebody comes to a website or transacts, they don't, the World Wide Web makes nothing. However, Ethereum does. They make money based on the technology and the movements that are happening within the blockchain, how I understand it. So Bitcoin, I understand, is trying to be a currency based on the blockchain. Ethereum is trying to be the World Wide Web for companies that are utilizing blockchain technology. Okay, number one, I have owned Bitcoin in the past. I own none currently. I did actually... On a fluke, I did very well. Not like, you know, by a Lambo well, but I did pretty well. However, on this massive recent decline, not financial advice, not guidance, etc., I have begun buying Ethereum again. And the reason is, as I understand it, that's going to kind of be the super highway for blockchain. Now, there's other competitors, but that's the most well-known. So, I have started to very, very small buy Ethereum like literally peanuts. But in the grand scheme, if this does transpire and Ethereum, you know, runs off to the moon, I got my diamond hands, my laser eyes, and I'm in. All right? Now, again, no recommendation. That's how I understand it. I'll give you my, I know, I'm sorry. I'll give you my last beef that I quasi don't understand. For the real diehards about Bitcoin, This is what I don't get. Maybe you can explain this to me. The real diehards of Bitcoin hold no matter what, the hodlers, uh, diamond hands, the laser eyes. Their premise, as I understand it, is based in the fact that they believe the United States dollar will go away and the Bitcoin will be the standard global currency. Yet, their enthusiasm is directly tied to the price of Bitcoin in dollars. Because they can't transact in Bitcoin yet. So I don't get that. Meaning, I hear people who are talking on one hand about how Bitcoin is going to take down the U.S. dollar. And yet they, on the same sentence, talk about, yeah, it's worth $60,000. That makes no sense to me. I mean, maybe I can't wrap my brain around that. But that's a little beef I have with that whole thing. You have an interesting approach, which I like a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, I look at it as a market of assets. Um, so crypto assets or tokens or even stable coins, et cetera. And then, uh, so what I do is I look at 
you know, what is the market cap of that? So if you were to create a stock index fund, um, say like a total stock market fund, what the total stock market fund uh, organizers, managers would do is they would go, okay, how much market cap is Apple? How much market cap is Google? How much market cap? And they would basically weight everything based upon their market cap in that total stock market fund such that if something does well, uh, you get its relative performance. If it stinks, you get its relative performance, et cetera. Uh, so I acknowledge a uh, couple years back that, I mean, crypto assets exist in the world. Uh, they are becoming uh, an investment focus for some people. And so therefore, maybe it has a place in a portfolio. I don't know. I don't have a strong opinion whether or not they're going to be worth a million dollars a Bitcoin or five cents a Bitcoin in the future. However, what I do know is I have FOMO if it does become a million dollars a Bitcoin, and I want relative performance uh, relative to what it is in the investment universe. So what that means is I take a look at what is the market cap of some of these in the crypto universe versus the market cap of other assets. So for instance, the global stock market is about 90 to $100 trillion. Um, the current crypto asset market of some of the top ones, I mean, you could go pretty, there's tons of them. Uh, but just take you know some a group of the top ones that you can easily transact and and are you know, top kind ones of more stable. being like, like Ethereum, take, Bitcoin, Litecoin, yeah, take the top twenty. Like you know, go down twenty on the list of you know by market cap and easily tradable on Coinbase, something like that, and you get to about a trillion dollars uh, in market cap of those. So what that tells me is if I have a hundred thousand dollars in assets that are invested, and you know I should maybe consider putting $99,000 in the stock market and 1% or $1,000 in cryptocurrency. And I think it's important I think it's yeah. important to know too cuz you mentioned one time in the past that you look at that in relation to real estate, mm -hmm. right? So it's not just stocks. You look at real estate in the form of what's within the index, what's held within the index, real estate in the S&P yeah. 500 is like 2%. But in relation to your home, your overall mm -hmm. net worth, et cetera, if you owned a home at this moment, which you do not. But basically, you're looking at it in a grand scheme. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want my portfolio. I want to look at my portfolio very objectively from a far view and go, does this seem to be balanced? Because here's the fact of the matter is, if you have a portfolio, let's say $100,000 portfolio, and 5000 of that is in Bitcoin, you are making an assertion that the crypto market is five times undervalued the stock market. Not well, yeah, five times because you're you're uh, giving it five times its natural sort of allocation in the current investment universe. You're saying that there's five times the opportunity there in crypto, and there might be from a speculative standpoint, like it could go up dramatically. But that's a pretty bold statement to make. So. Uh, at this point, for me, I like it relative to everything else. I'm not willing to put, you know, tons of eggs in that basket. You know, that's a lottery ticket for me. But if it does, if it does have astronomical outperformance, so mm -hmm. if it continues, because it has had some amazing outperformance sure. over the years, even despite this decline, you will participate. Yeah, I will participate relative to my overall portfolio. So if the crypto market as a whole goes up five times and my portfolio is $100,000, I would go from $1,000 in the crypto part to $5,000. I'm not going to, you know, not going to be Lamborghini level, but I'll have less FOMO. Um, if it went up more than that, by nature, it would have to, it would basically start trumping some of the, like, massive stocks. And I mean, Apple's what, $2.6 trillion market cap, something like that. 
So, I mean, if the crypto market as a whole starts to trumpet some of the largest cap companies in the U.S., uh, that's a tide shift. Uh, and then I might reconsider at that point, but I don't know. We'll see. I like it in balance, like everything. One thing we can address, not now, but another time, is you have some companies within the S&P 500 or within the market that are adding crypto to their balance sheets. So they're adding Bitcoin to their balance sheet, et cetera. So it might skew the market cap waiting a little bit. But nonetheless, I'll tell you my last piece, and then we'll conclude this show Again, we could spend, maybe we need to do a series on this and bring in some experts, but um, the last thing I'll share with you is is I've gone through the internet movement as an investor. I've gone through the, um, I would say, the service as a software as a service business as an investor. If you've not heard that that term, many of you are probably in that business, but the internet business in the, in the 90s and 2000 was just getting on the web, all the unbelievable opportunities, et cetera. Uh, there was a lot of opportunity there. Then it all fell apart. And then the companies that were sound emerged, and there was ample opportunity to not only understand what they did, mm-hmm. but make a tremendous amount of money. Software of a, as a service is this last, is this l- most recent, I don't want to use that term, not last, but this most recent iteration where you have companies that are changing their business model from cha- from transacting massive products, et cetera, to having services that they sell on an ongoing basis. That's your Netflix, your Disney Plus, you know, even your Apple service uh, um, uh, store, etc. And so this new iteration is is been an unbelievable, again, yeah. opportunity to make money. You've never had to be first. I mean, yes, if you wanted to, you know, become a hundred million dollar net worth owning crypto, you had to buy it a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. But I'm gu- I'm guessing my 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 surmise is that if there's further opportunity, you will have time. You do not have to be risking a tre- tremendous amount to participate. All right. We've kind of ran out of time. We've gone over, so we're going to end it there. Uh, if you've got a question for us on this subject matter or any, send it to us uh, through our a voice memo at podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Asset allocate, rebalance, diversify appropriately, and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.